0: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group. Today is Monday, March 1st, 2012. Our work together is intended to create a platform whereby people from all over the world can come together each week and participate in a meditative visualization in the support and strengthening of the Planetary Triangles Network. And we also hope to interest new people in this work and to aid them in the forming of triangles. Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. Three people agreed to come together each day and participate in a meditative visualization, visualizing a triangle of light between them mentally spiritually and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity, they visualize their triangle as part of the larger planetary network of triangles. And then as the great invocation is sounded, it releases and circulates spiritual energies into the consciousness of humanity as a whole, touching all open hearts and minds that can respond to spiritual stimulation when it's released into the atmosphere. So if you respond to this idea of planetary service and you would like to consider forming a triangle, you could might want to put your name in the chat box and hopefully two other people in the webinar will also agree to form a triangle with you. So now as we do each week, let's work together in a brief visualization. Let's visualize the planet as a sphere of lighted energy and visualize within that sphere a triangle composed of the three primary planetary centers. Shambhala, the planetary head center, the hierarchy, the planetary heart, and humanity the planetary throat center. Visualize the energies circulating in all directions around this triangle, merging and blending the three points, filling the triangle with light. superimposed upon that triangle visualize a five-pointed star this is the star of the world teacher linking east and west past and present radiating the energy of love wisdom At each point of the spot star, the sphere of his activity, stands an outpost of his consciousness, the five planetary centers. Visualize the energies radiating forth from the center of the star, out through the five points. London. Darjeeling. New York. Geneva, Tokyo. Visualize these outpouring energies enlivening small groups gathering everywhere, aiding them to focus and direct the energies into the consciousness of all humanity. Solving its problems, creating right human relations, restoring peace on earth. Project a rainbow bridge of energy towards the spiritual hierarchy and sound the mantra. Radiance we are and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamor. We reach into the light Today we work within the second day of distribution of the Pisces five day full moon festival. The time of the ending of one spiritual year and the movement towards the beginning of the next brings to mind the words of an ancient mantra which speaks about the cycles of our lives, the initiatory cycles and the consequent movement from one plane of reality to the next goes as follows, behind the portal on the other side lies that which I call home for the circle has been well nigh trod and the end approaches the beginning. So while we are moving through this type of period of endings and merging with beginnings in the annual cycle, these times are also found in many other cycles which overlap and blend one with another. The most important perhaps for us at this time is of course the ending of the Piscean Age and the beginning of the Aquarian Age. It's similar in the adjustments that we have to make when moving from one season as we are in the Northern hemisphere now, perhaps most dramatic shift as we move from winter to spring. And perhaps in the cycles of the ages, it's a similar drastic movement. It's a fitting energy therefore, with which to consider the great invocation as our speaker after the meditation, Clarence Harvey, whom many of you know, will be presenting today. Some very interesting reflections on the use and significance of the great invocation. For through the medium of the invocation, light from the highest center is brought down and merged with the light of hierarchy and of humanity through the new group of world servers and the men and women of goodwill. The invocation provides a formula whereby the triangle divine can work out its will within the square. It's said that the invocation is a seventh ray mantra, a mantra for the entire Aquarian age. And therefore it holds within it the capacity to merge the highest and the lowest, to bring down the light of life itself that emanates from Shambhala and release it, resulting in the purification of matter. A mantra such as the great invocation is also known as a word of power It's a scientific formula that when accompanied by visualization and voiced in an appropriate rhythm and cadence facilitates the approach to divinity and its descent into matter. Mantrams bring down fire. They break down the walls of separation. They foster synthesis and relationship. Montems, after all, were not created by human beings. They are not simply utterings that we've conjured up, but rather they are given forth by enlightened seers and have been magnetized from on high for how how, how we know how long? Many, many cycles. As such, their concerted use can facilitate expansions of consciousness and bring about changes both within our own lives, but also within humanity and the planet as a whole. We cannot underestimate the potencies of these mantras when said with focused intent. Mantras facilitate lines of communication between all kingdoms in nature, fostering relationships not only with our fellow human beings, but also with the other kingdoms, as mentioned, macrocosmically as well, between worlds, as kingdoms on a planet unite, they can extend a bridge to other planets. <clears throat> Mantrams foster our capacity to cooperate with the divine plan, they're that powerful, and truly, we cannot fathom the potency they carry and potential for we have not yet witnessed it in reality. We have not yet seen this potential realized, not because it's not possible, but rather because we have not risen to the occasion of that potential. We've not summoned the collective will to do so in large enough quantities. So as we begin to do so with greater intention Then the tempo of change within the planet will rapidly accelerate towards the light. Then the chain of being underlying and uniting all things, the web that unites sun with sun, star with star, planet with planet, and all kingdoms in nature with one another will be realized with greater fluidity then will the cosmic heart, the heart systemic, and the little hearts of men come to beat in rhythmic unison. The Great Invocation is the most powerful mantra we have. It's said to be our primary tool in preparing human consciousness for the coming externalization. It provides stepping stones, facilitates the climbing of a ladder, through which we can approach the higher planes and then bring down power to earth, merging that which is below with that which is above, as understood by the ancient Hermeticists. The great invocation focalizes the voiceless invocative appeal that is ceaselessly issuing forth from the masses of humanity everywhere and gives it direction As we approach the opportunity of the higher interlude period, people who understand the power of invocation and its ability to give direction can make the decision now to use the invocation with faith in its power and also encouraging others to do so. So that when we reach great invocation day, world invocation day at the time of the Gemini full moon we can have a mass invocative appeal aided by all the new people who learn of its potential on that day to bring response. So if you want to cooperate in that effort, you can go to our Facebook pages and find cards there um, that you can use to share with your friends on Facebook. And if you need actual physical playing cards, you can write to us at any of our headquarters and ask for cards in your language so that you can encourage others, particularly on that day, World Invocation Day, to use this prayer with focused intent. It's actually recommended that during the five to seven day full moon periods of the higher interlude, the Aries, Taurus, and Gemini full moons, that we sound the invocation each day at dawn, at noon, at five o'clock at the sunset hour and then at the exact time of the full moon itself. Here we can see the efficacy of a coordinated effort by a smaller group that seeks to capitalize on these portals of the daily life as key moments wherein our work can be most effective. I'd like to just close with a few well-known phrases from the Bhagavad Gita that help to put the present crisis situation in our world into a larger perspective. The passage reminds us that such periods between the ages have always come and gone. They're always challenging, but they're always possible to be met with a response. Whenever there is a withering of the law and an uprising of lawlessness on all sides, then I manifest myself for the salvation of the righteous and the destruction of such as do evil. For the firm establishing of the law, I come to birth age after age. So while the ages always come and go. The difference today within our planetary life lies in humanity, in the forging for the first time in planetary history of the Great great Planetary Triangle, which our work together is facilitating. The leadership of the new group of world servers changes everything. For now the human kingdom holds within it the promise of allowing humanity to become increasingly the light bearer, a conscious participant in facilitating the shifting between the ages from the ending to the beginning. So let's now work together with our meditation. Coming together in group fusion. Link in thought as a soul, as a point of love and light with all those people throughout the world who are working with this triangle's meditation group. Project a line of lighted energy towards Shambhala and sound together the affirmation of will In the center of the will of God, I stand. Nought shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Visualize these energies unifying and eliminating all divisions within humanity, healing and transforming human consciousness, establishing right human relationships. Project a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy and sound together the mantra of unification. The souls of all are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere. As we sound the great invocation, let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity and as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. Let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center, which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. And now we're very happy to have Clarence uh, share his thoughts with us. Welcome Clarence. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you. So
1: as many of us know, the great invocation is far more than it appears on the surface. In saying this, of course, I do not in the least imply that what it appears to be on the surface is in any way to be disregarded or downplayed. The great invocation looks like and is a prayer. And if we take it seriously as a prayer, I think we can actually learn to pray more effectively by using it. We would suppose that there is and must be important differences between Piscean era prayer and Aquarian prayer. And of course the great invocation is an Aquarian age prayer, intended to be used by humanity for the next 2000 years or so. So I hope uh, this short presentation helps our ongoing work of being ever more effective in the use of this mantric prayer for the inflow of purer light and love, the strengthening of our power of goodwill and the restoring of humanity's role in the divine plan on earth. Can we click, please? Michael. And again. In looking back, please, Go back. Can we take the slide back, previous slide, please? To the Great Invocation. Thank you. So in looking at the Great Invocation as it is normally presented in written form, What I have here is the original English version, but much of what I have to say holds true for adapted versions, as well as for translations in other languages. So if we start on the surface, when we read or sound the invocation from start to end, we are usually following a linear process. In this process, word after word, Phrase after phrase. We sound the first line and then the second and the third, etc. Looking at the written lines of the invocation as a whole, we see, in fact, four groups of three lines followed by a standalone line. Anyone familiar with ordinary astrology will probably recognize that four groups of three is a typical way of grouping the zodiac signs. Next slide, please. The signs are usually given in sequences of three. Uh, Each sequence has a so-called cardinal sign, a fixed sign, and a mutable sign. Can we go back one slide, please? Uh, There seems to be one missing. OK. And forward to the one we are just on. Thank you. So these groups of three signs, we can line them up, uh, as is shown on the screen now. Um, And we then find that they line up quite well. And we see that groups of three um, are quite uh, typical of the way that the zodiac signs are normally presented. There are a number of things that happen um, when we begin to notice um, that making this association between the great invocation and the signs of the zodiac, especially if we have some knowledge of esoteric astrology. Uh, Esoteric Astrology, of course, is concerned with the evolutionary journey of the soul. In the book Esoteric Astrology, Alice Bailey gives a short soul statement or keynote of the soul for each of the 12 signs of the zodiac. Click once, please. And so we have them here not to take time and deal with them in detail, but we can see that with Aries, for example, the keynote for pondering on the keynote of the soul in the sign and period of the time of Aries is, I come forth and from the plane of mind, I rule. So these keynotes provide a useful um, seed thought for pondering and meditating on um, other times uh, when the sun is in these signs. So, since we've already made a simple link between the invocation and the zodiac based on the simple fact that there are a similar number of lines in the in the groups in their groupings, it seems natural to align the lines of the invocation with these keynotes of the soul for each sign. Next slide, please. And so the screen simply shows what that might look like. This alignment shows several clear similarities between the content of the invocation and the themes of the keynotes of the soul. And doing this allows us to talk about, for example, the Aries line of the invocation or the Pisces line or the Libra line or whichever. And it becomes a quick shorthand, but we also recognize that the zodiac is often depicted on a circle, or wheel, covering the 12 months of the year. And this, of course, makes sense, since we think of the sun as passing through the same 12 signs year after year in an annual cycle. Next slide, please. time of course we experience as linear one day follows another and sometimes time is defined as a sequence of events but time is also cyclic so a number of a limited number of items four seasons seven days 12 months 12 signs 24 hours we can we can find that these limited number of items can give us a pattern that repeats over various cycles of time So what happens if we see our experience of journeying through the zodiac, our ongoing experience, as governed by the final line of the great invocation which doesn't seem to sit within the the series of 12. Next slide please. So once we have continue this associating of the great invocation and its lines and its form with the zodiac wheel. We can carry this further and complete the association. Next slide, please. And the next. Thank you. Back. Yes, back please. Thank you. Apart from anything else, when we we arrange the invocation in this way, this can actually alter our time relationship with the great invocation. Usually as in our triangles meditation, we sound the great invocation In one go, we say the whole thing. We say all 13 lines and we close with an ohm or three ohms. By spreading out the invocation within the zodiac on a wheel of the year, we can come to a kind of slowing down of the sounding of the invocation. This slowing down to one line per month can create spaces in our consciousness Spaces through which new insights and deepenings of life energy can emerge. In reading the great invocation from a wheel like this, we see not just a linear movement, but instead traveling at the pace of the sun through the signs of each year. We understand that we are tracing a circle that becomes a cycle year after year spiralling through time and space. Another thing that can happen is that groups of people, say the three members of a given triangle, or hundreds or thousands of members of triangles, can engage in simultaneous attention to this slow down sounding of the great invocation. One effect of this is that the entire year becomes revealed as an opportunity to use the lines of the great invocation to turn our consciousness with the sun through the zodiac wheel. Additionally, linking the lines with the signs frees us from over-identification with our own personal birth sign. We join in a collective study of the energies pouring into our planet and impinging on human life in a steady, cyclic rhythm of conscious activity, which is translated for us into the words of the invocation. The time factor in the great invocation is important, since we know that it was specifically given for human use as the world prayer appropriate for the time period we think of as the Aquarian age. Aquarius is the 11th sign and its themes connect with the 11th line of the invocation. If we locate it on the wheel uh, to the left with the double wavy line for anyone who's not sure, let the plan of love and light work out. Thank you. And we might imagine that during the course of the next 2000 years, this could well form the, the theme that guides the work of humanity. Let the plan of love and light work out. The great invocation in wheel form also hints to us that our invocative work takes place within and as part of the functioning of a great wheel or chakra turning in time and consciousness. This provides us with an experiential situation in the realities of the rhythms of the flow of the greater life in which we live. On the one hand, we become part of that aspect of humanity, which functions with minds and attention open to spiritual energies associated with the zodiac sign of the current month. And on the other hand, we become clearer about the nature of the energies and themes that are most readily available for distribution and application to outer living on our planet and to the associated challenges and opportunities for service. It is quite likely that we will discover experientially that that the steady use of the invocation in real form can lead to greater group sensitivity to spiritual teachings being rhythmically released for humanity from soul levels and usually peaking at the times of the full moons. If year after year we keep a record of our month long studies of each line in turn, it is inevitable that our sense of the depth of meaning of the invocation will increase over time. Sharing from our insights with our Triangle's co-workers, we may find that we are together following a curriculum of spiritual learning that helps unfold the higher dimensions of who we can best be in this space and in this time. Apparently, simple phrases with their obvious meanings can suddenly shift revealing dimensions of energy, which point us in our needed direction of soul growth and work. The great wheel of the great invocation begins to set our higher chakras into a new motion, a new vibrancy, a new frequency that gives new understanding of the word invocation. We are taken far from the clamor of the noises of the world into the silent place of deep joy from which to re-engage with our soul work with greater love and understanding. Deep silence changes our relationship to each other in time. And it is in fact only a matter of time before we begin to externalize the timeless joy that comes with this new Aquarian relationship. So, Michael, if you could click on the next slide, please. And once more. Next. And next. And finally, the last one.
0: Thank you, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you so much, Clarence. Such an interesting presentation. I've had thoughts about it, but then I never really followed through, but it's always been very strong in my consciousness that how much the full moon work is related to triangles. And Mm -hmm. this just really uh, helps to solidify it, not just triangles but of course the use of the great invocation and so interesting. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, I had just one thought and I don't know what you think of that. I The only thought I would have, it's not to contradict what you said, but just my thought was that perhaps the last line instead of being related to the sun, would be related to the earth, because the invocation is just so much about what's working out on this planet at this time, that that was my only, my thought.
1: It's a funny thing that maybe that's my thought as well. <laughs> <laughs> but, but actually um, there is something, I think even there that's veiled. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, I suppose it kind of goes way beyond where we are now, but it is said that um, our earth, the life of our earth, the logos of our earth is a personal disciple of the solar logos. Mm-hmm. So there's something around the relationship and, and all this um, work that we do to work at the time of the full moon, which we know is a time when the energies of the sun pour through With greatest lack of impediment, if you put it that way, um, then there is something. It it is really so much concerned with the relationship between our earth and the sun. Um, And so that we kind of expand our, our perception that it's not just about us or humanity or even our planet, that our planet is part of a larger system. And so that that kind of it does put the question. And usually in the horoscope, I think the earth does hold that central space anyway. So yeah, I think it's a good question.
0: <laughs> well, esoterically, the Tibetan says in a horoscope, the sun and the earth are in opposition. So the earth is in the opposite point hmm. to the sun, and it is said to reflect the monad, the monadic point in a, in a horoscope. Is opposite the sun. But since we don't have many minutes left, perhaps um, you might want to uh, read a comment or someone might like to raise their hand um, to ask a, a, a question or make a comment for co- Clarence.
1: I do see um, an early question I know, oh. yeah, in the chat box, oh. an early question from um, Nathaniel. I think it might be addressed to you, Kathy. What is the significance of sounding the great invocation rather than saying it?
0: Well, you might have a, a, <laughs> a very good answer to that yourself, so I'll let you go first if you like. Okay.
1: I don't know that I have the answer, but, no. um, <laughs> but um there is there is something around um, I think we, there's a suggestion that we try to penetrate beyond the The meanings and the surface meanings of the great invocation and penetrate through to the sound Um, there is a that relates i think to the description and the recognition that the invocation is a a mantra a word of power Um, and it, it can invite us to pay attention to the sound to the frequency if we want to the rhythms and for me one of the values of, kind of, of, of trying to hold the whole invocation as if it is one, one thing, one sound, that it, within which there are all these tones and overtones and harmonics, um, and which generate these, what we recognize as light and love and power and will and purpose, that all of these things are held within an overall note or sound that's kind of the way I tend to, to um, approach that, Um, which is quite different to to saying it, which one can say it without even thinking about it, (laughs) you know. So yeah. How about you, Kathy?
0: Well, I would just add that it's related to just the intention behind the person who's using the invocation. I, I would think that Anybody who's sounding it or saying it with focused intention is really what I would try and mean by saying it with uh, sound, putting your, your will behind mm-hmm. it rather than just saying the words casually or um, without any focus. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. So there is a hand raised, Allison. Hello, Alison? Hello, can you hear me uh if you speak up a little bit more okay
2: so what what i wanted to bring up was first of all this was such a inspiring and, and really uh, beautiful presentation but the zodiac symbols and their placement is is particular to earth and gaia herself it is it's gaia's community and from gaia's um vantage point yeah. we're, we're seeing so when we look at the chart when we look at an at a astrological chart we are looking at the stars from earth the wheel of the chart itself represents gaia mm-hmm. yes and so while that last line is solar energy It is solar energy being received by Gaia as if embracing a lover. Hmm. And Hmm. that's what I wanted to add to to what I thought again was just a beautifully inspired um, presentation today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Addison.
0: Well, you have time for maybe just one comment, if you'd like to read something. And then we'll close. Yes.
1: Well, I think it's worth um, just picking out there. Matthew notes that the great Invocation is also full of esoteric teachings. And each line is a meditation seed thought, as well as a visualization. So there is much to learn. If one spends time meditating on each line, yeah. Um, I, I I would add um, that whilst I paid attention to just um, slowing it down to one line per month, in fact, once you've got something on a wheel, you you can begin to see that this wheel can turn at different speeds, and. When we look at the the numbers, the numbers involved and the words involved and the themes involved and recognize that there is a turning that links with larger wheels. Um, And those wheels uh, are, are, if you want, everywhere in in, uh, taking us outwards into the, the Cosmos, if you want, but also inwards into the own, into the, the things that turn within us and the patterns that turn. So there is a, a, a deepening of sensitivity that can happen as we begin to experiment a little with the different speeds. So we, we can take the, the whole thing and sound it through the course of the day. We can sound it many times during the course of a single day, especially in times when, uh, for example, on World Invocation Day, um, when the intensification of the sound um, is highly recommended. So this, these are some of the things that can emerge when we um, move the words around according to different geometries. Rather than simply the, you know, because on a on a sheet of paper or when you say it, you can't say all the words at once, <laughs> so you need to go like word by word, phrase by phrase, etc. so yeah, that's a, a thought that I hope is helpful. Yeah,
0: <clears throat> I mean, it fits into an hour quite well as so, well, you know. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Clarence. Um, And I'm sure everyone is thinking the same thing. We really appreciate your thoughtful presentation. So let's just take a moment of silence to link with all triangles workers throughout the world in a moment of silence. Thank you, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you all.